Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere Thursday at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. All right, so we're on the record, so everyone's got to stop talking, okay? Okay. All right. Hmm. 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 It's the A block, everyone. <laughs> um, this reminds me of a meeting I was in the other day where I was so intimidated. Oh no. It was a work meeting and it there were I I work with a lot of legal people. Mm. I don't mm. know. I, I don't know. I'm never prepared to know if I want to talk about my job or not. But um I but the meeting was kind of my meeting. Oh I, I didn't want to talk first because I didn't want to say anything I shouldn't say. And it was a virtual meeting and we all logged on and we all just kind of looked at each other a little bit. Oh no. Oh and so no. I was like, so um why don't you uh why don't you guys catch me up to speed? About- oh yeah, oh yeah. And throw, then, go ahead and throw it out there. Just and say, my, my coworkers, she find she picked up on what was going on. She started laughing and she was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> You just have to see who's going to blink first and it wasn't going to be me. Okay. (laughs) If we learn nothing from Michael Scott, it's that whoever starts talking first loses. That's right. 
you know, 100%. in negotiation, refuse to speak first. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that is the worst. Like why I can, I, and I think it comes from being a new and talk to a stranger. Anybody doesn't matter who it is on the phone, in person, whatever, but there is something different about being on zoom, even if it's not you guys, obviously, but even if it's like someone, a business client or something, I've seen a million times in person, talk to him on the phone, but something about zoom. Cause even if there's like a 10th of a second delay, it's like, this is too awkward to continue. Like, it's oh, it's, it's painful. Like we all got to sign off and just pretend like this never happened. Close yeah. It's like, can we just do away. this over the phone? Can we just do this yeah. over the phone? It's just not working. Gross. Um, yeah. well anyway, yeah. Welcome to the a block brought to you by our title sponsors at relics bridal. They are the premier wedding dress shop in Lexington located at the summit at Fritz farm. And they have a vast selection of the latest designs and classic silhouettes. We love this team so much. We really truly do. We even recorded our very first episode in their store. Holla to all of our day one listeners who might remember that. So if you or someone you know is in the market for a wedding gown, please give our friends at Relics Bridal a call to book your appointment. You can visit their website, R-E-L-I-X-Bridal.com or head over to their Instagram page at Relics Bridal for more information. Love it. Okay. So besides a very stressful zoom meeting, um, what else is going on in Claire's world this week? What have you been doing since we last spoke? What have I been doing since we last spoke? Um, well, I had a a three day weekend, so I spent some time with family, took my dad to dinner for, um, father's day, just the two of us. We had a good time. Yeah, it was a sweet time. And really gorged myself on food over the weekend between that meal. And then the next night, um, my middle brother, uh, Chandler, he came over to my apartment and we went out to dinner and ate a bunch of food. And then I just proceeded to like beat myself up nonstop about how much food I had eaten. Mm-hmm. I, I really have been in like a not great head space. I want to say for like the last two weeks. And I'm like trying to figure out what the hell's going on because it's like, I can't find the balance of living and being disciplined. And I don't know, I don't know what it is. And I'm being hard on myself, but I feel like today was the first day I was really coming out of it in terms of like, it's fine. Like Mm -hmm. literally everything is okay. You psychopath. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was going on, but that took a turn really fast, didn't it? Um, Love it. No, I was going to say, don't feel crazy. I have those same thoughts every single day. And I have to tell myself, I'm like, there is a happy medium. It's not eat nuts and berries and drink water only, or eat three Domino's pizzas. It's like, no, I can eat a healthy salad and feel good that I ate that. But if I also eat a chocolate chip cookie with vanilla ice cream, like I did last night, who, who cares? Well, I know that is the thing. I'm like, who cares? Who is actually keeping score? Yeah. Who, um, like you were never going to be a fitness model. Like yeah, like, right. what, what, what is going on, Claire? Like yeah. truly like what no, is happening? You are not literally what, when you were speaking, I was like, no, same thoughts every single day. Yeah. I think, and I think it's true for a lot of people and people don't want to talk about it because it's uncomfortable. And you assume, do you also do the thing where you assume no one else feels this way? Oh, of course. Or like everybody else is way more like they, they are living, like their life is much more disciplined and together and they uh-huh. are on yeah. top of it. And everyone else is getting up and making a fresh smoothie in the morning. Why can't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I always, more. I always get like in this headspace where I'm like, Oh my God, everyone's like so much healthier than I am. And like, they didn't drink as much as me or they didn't eat like that as I did and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And like, no, Claire, I totally, I couldn't agree more 
like I have the same exact thoughts. I got so mad at myself for even having these thoughts because like, look what I was doing. I was spending quality time with my dad and my brother one-on-one. We had an amazing time and okay. I didn't go crazy. It's not like I was at an all you can eat buffet and I was eating like, you know, it was just like, I had like, we had probably a very normal sized meal and enjoyed it. it Yeah. Same. I very seldom really do that anyway. And food is one of the things that gives me joy in this life. So why not do that? But I was just mad that I was letting that mental illness truly get in the way of like, or overshadowing the special times I had with each of these people that I love and the fun that we had. And also I know neither of them for a second thought about it. I mean, (laughs) we have way different psychology than being men and older and me being who I am. But, um, and so then I beat myself up about that. And so that lasted a couple of days, but, um, Beyond that, yeah, work's been stressful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. A bright spot. Work's been very stressful. Everything sounds like it's going great. It's a great week. Oh, I don't know. I just really feel like I'm in this like place I want to break out of right now. But um, just a headspace you're not enjoying. Headspace and like actual like. Oh, actual stuff that's going on too. Yes. Where it's just like, oh my gosh, can we just like move past this? And I know like life ebbs and flows and work will be stressful. And then next week probably like we'll be completely chill. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but really quickly, one last thing, and then we can move on to the next person are talking about, um, when you were saying, uh, let's just talk, can we just do this on the phone in terms of Yes. Zoom being awkward. I just oh, thought yeah. I'd give everyone yet another update on app life. Uh, oh, because good. you saying that made me think of something. Oh, I was, yeah. I was messaging back and forth with another guy. Okay. It seemed great. Just, I mean, like for like a couple messages, it wasn't like a long time. And he was like, Hey, really enjoyed messaging with you. Um, would be down for a video call tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> Uh, uh, I would not be, but thank you. No. Oh, no. I was like, no, that no. was cute. You might as well propose. Like, I, know, I was like a video call. I would sooner meet you in person than yes. have a video call. And so I, I no longer, as far as he knows, I'm dead now. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. That is, um, so that's like him basically being like, yeah, I really have to vet you out like even further to even like take my time to come and meet you, you know, who is any, who is the best version of themselves on a video call? No, no, I'm sorry. You're not going to look good. It's going to be awkward. I I don't want it. That's so invasive. And so that to me sounds like he's running, that to me sounds like he's running his dating life like a business. Yeah. Like, oh, it sounds to me like he's decided like, you know what, this week, my goal is to find a wife. Yeah. How I'm going to do that is message each girl 2.5 times, then schedule a video call. See Get on their does. calendar and see. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, thank you. I couldn't believe you just said that. A video chat. I know. And I actually ran past that message today because uh, to be quite honest, uh, no action has happened on those apps since that, those messages and so I was like, I'll just go back in and make sure nothing has happened and I saw that again and I was like god not even in my darkest day You're like I'm ill <laughs> yeah. yeah so 
Uh, Wow. That's what's going on. Okay. Um, Each of y'all have been in other locations and or are in another location right now. Yes, I am where um, I am currently sitting in a hotel room in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, on a work trip this week, we are adding um, the Lee and Haley show to a brand new market. We are going to be on Fox 8 WGHP. It is in Greensboro, the triad of North Carolina. We start airing there, I believe, uh, July 5th, which is very exciting. So we're here this week shooting a bunch of different things um, and just seeing what this area has to offer. And it's actually really cool. Um, it has landed me with several bruises um, that I, um, I bruise. Even to say I bruise like a peach isn't generous enough. I bruise worse than a peach. And it's gotten worse as I've gotten older. I have those mystery bruises we've all girls have gotten when you go out on the weekends. Sure. I'm yeah. like, where did that bruise come from? No, it's more now where I don't even remember knocking into a corner or anything. And I just have bruises. Yesterday, we got to go to what was the, here in, um, so Greensboro is near Winston-Salem. They call it the triad because it's Winston-Salem, Greensboro, and High Point, North Carolina. Winston-Salem is home to a uh, NASCAR track, but in, it's not the NASCAR ones you watch on Sunday. It's these races they do on Saturday, these modified cars. They still go very fast. So I rode in one. Oh. So yesterday we did a shoot in Winston-Salem at this track and it's Bowman Gray Stadium and it's apparently very famous and rode in it with one of their real drivers. And it was, I had to, it was, it, I nearly threw up. Yeah. Um, it was very fast. And I had to pat him on the shoulder at one point and say, can we just stop for a second? <laughs> like how fast did y'all go? So he said, so what's different about this, apparently he either said it's the first track in America where they had regularly scheduled NASCAR races before it became a Sunday thing and the two, however many laps and whatever. So yeah, it's yeah. a quarter mile flat track. Cause now they're like, yeah, they bank on the sides. So anyway, and in the straightaway, he was like, Oh, he said, normally if we're, it's like a race and there's a lot of cars out there, it will be like 67, 70 miles an hour in a quarter of a mile. And then he was like, but we've had um, like cops come out here and shoot us with the radar gun. And I've gotten up to like 90 something in the straightaway. Aww. It's a quarter mile. He took, he takes off. I was like, oh, I just shit my pants. I just <laughs> my pants. Like, I don't, I was like, you're never getting this flame retardant suit back because I <laughs> soiled it. Okay. In the yeah. pit and in the crotch and in the, hmm. the oh, oh, I was oh. so. So I was, I, I really, it was an amazing experience. I was so glad to do it. The driver is apparently super famous in this type of driving. His name was Burt Myers. He was awesome. But yeah, I was just like, I had to tell myself like this guy's a professional. He does this every day, literally every day. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. But I have got two of the largest bruises ever on the back of my right thigh. I think from my leg gripping, oh, clenching. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, last night I was putting on lotion and I was like, what? this on the back of my, I have like two bruises like this big next to each other. I don't even know. So it was an amazing life experience. Then today I got to, we went to a zoo and I got to feed a huge tortoise. One of those massive ones, lettuce using salad tongs. How old was he? I was a boy. His name was Jack and he was 32 years old. 32. I know they live for freaking ever. Yes. And then I went to an old, um, another place we went to today was called old Salem and it's um, this, um, historic part of town that they've restored to look like it did in the 1700s. And we got to see them doing all these like original cooking and a, oh, the way cool. 
back then, how they made clay pottery back then. It was actually really cool. So we've just been bang, 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 busy, busy, and I've got the bruises to prove it, but I'm having a great time. I'm in my hotel tonight. Uh, the staff and Lee, they are out to dinner and I told them I will see y'all manana. I'm doing my podcast and I'm getting in the bed and soothing my bruised wounds. But what kind of hotel are you staying in there in green? Staying in a, a Sheraton, a lovely Sheraton. Hmm. Um, it's a big convention center. Um, it has like 28 floors. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, which I'm a little freaked out by, but that's, um, a, that's a real hotel. That's like a real hotel. I was that's like, that's a oh. big ass hotel, 28 floors. Oh, no. Yeah. Thankfully, I'm not up that high, but, um, but anyway, yeah. So just, I'm on a work trip right now, but it's really fun. I truly enjoy spending time with our entire staff. We have a ball, we get our work done and then we can all just hang out and it's really, really fun. Hi. Um, except for tonight. So, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> I was like, I need a break. <laughs> I'm bruised all over um but it's been really fun so that's what's going on with me working but having fun too so what about you jay quizzle um so this past weekend like i talked about last week i went to savannah and tybee island and that was it was so fun um it was like a whirlwind of a trip because like it was just like okay like be like Obviously it was like beach, pool, dinner, whatever. But like, I just felt like even when we were on the beach, it was just like, okay, what are we going to do next? And mm. it was just know, kind and of, then, like, and then we're drinking the whole time. So like, I got back and I'm like, ah! like Claire, I was kind of in the same headspace where I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know. I just, I had the scaries so bad, but about oh. everything just, I was like, oh my God, yeah. like. I was like, I need to drink more water and I have to, I have to have green juice and black coffee. Like, I don't know. I was just like fully like, like yeah, fully. you feel like if you feel like you've overindulged even a little bit, you feel like you have to go 90 miles an hour in the other direction. Fully, That's fully, right. absolutely psychotic. Yeah. And you guys know how I am on a vacation. I do like to still work out and oh, I yeah. did not work out on Friday, but on Saturday and Sunday, I just like went for like a little stroll around Tybee Island and like both days I like went and tried like a different local coffee shop and like, you know, just took my time to myself and listened to a podcast or whatever. Hi. But so like, you know, it's like, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, yeah. Coming back, it was, I was like, not in, um, I was feeling very guilty for the fun that I had had and yeah. Like all, I hate that feeling. I do that too. I know. Like, we give I know. ourselves permission. Like, I know we all do it, and I don't know. I think subconsciously, not the three of us. I'm not saying we do it to each other, but I think our society we it's built to make us all think we're the odd one out, and it's so yeah. not true. It's so yeah. not true. Well, even like our society is like even if even before you go on a beach vacation, everyone's like, "Oh, I got to diet because I'm going on a beach vacation," and that's yeah. how. And I have tried to not think like that, but I'm, but like, even before we left for this trip at the beginning of last week, like my family was in town and then we left a couple of days later. And yeah. even the days before this, I was like, between, I was like, okay, I can't drink. I got to get up early. I got to walk. I got to go work out. Like I was like being super psychotic about my thoughts about just like how I was going to look and feel and whatever on this trip. Mm -hmm. It's like at the end of the day, like, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, like, you're I don't know. It was just so frustrating. Yeah. And uh, I do it too. If it makes you feel better, we all no, do. It. I mean, I've literally do been doing it and I'm going absolutely nowhere. I mean, yeah. if I'm, if I'm being honest, I'm, 
I'm harder on myself about it in this season of my life because I'm like, okay, I'd like to date someone someday. And in my sickened mind, I'm like, well, I'm only good enough if I'm this size or if my body looks this way. And I mean, you read and you hear things all the time. Oh, and society like, totally teaches you that too. It does. But then it's like you're the way your body, how fat or skinny you are does not determine your self-worth. It does not determine who you are. Mm -hmm. And I mean, thankfully I would say the three of us are very healthy. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, why do we beat ourselves up so much? I mean, the only reason to really be that concerned about your weight is if it's adversely affecting your health. And then it's time to look at it that way. But other than that, it's like, you have this beautiful body that does things and Mm-hmm. looks different from anybody else's. Why are we so consumed with trying to shape shift into something else or make ourselves as small as possible? I don't know. I hate it. I mean, obviously it's a product of yeah, society and mm-hmm. all the things we consume, but I yeah. mean, it, it makes even, I feel like the most level-headed person nuts from time yeah. to time. Yes. Yeah. When does it end? It never ends. It never ends. Like people yeah. that have been on long-term diets or people that have uh, you know, not, not even long-term, just a few months and have lost like that 10 pounds. I thought I wanted to lose, or even it's when I'm a little way that you've never reached that, that mysterious or mythical pinnacle where you think, all right. And when I'm at that weight, I'm going to be good. No, yeah. once you get to that weight, you think you need to lose more, or you think you could be even maybe not lose more weight. You just think you could be more toned. You could be fitter. You could do that. Yeah. Well, and also too, the thing in the, like the most fucked up thing about weighing yourself is that like, if you're a person that's like working out consistently and you're building muscle, like you're going to weigh more. Yeah. Right. You're like that's not a good gauge and yeah. toning up. Like you're going to weigh more. Cause that cause obviously muscle weighs more than fat. So it's like, then you're going to be like, Oh my God, I gained all this weight. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. Just, it also yeah. like, then if you do lose weight and cause I've experienced this where I lost <laughs> a few pounds, which I wanted to do and I felt really good about it. And now I have this like crushing self-imposed and anxiety about keeping gaining it, weight. Keeping it off. Yeah. Like, yes. and, and everyone will notice. And then I yeah. won't be able to fit into the clothes that I'm wearing. And yeah. then, and then everyone's going to think, oh my gosh, what was it like? Or I'm going to think, what was it all for? And everyone else is going to be like, well, she clearly she's mentally ill. She's a fat ass. Like she can't control herself. She's out mm-hmm. there eating and drinking and all mm-hmm. that. But it's like, okay. <sighs> Yeah. What? Right. what do I do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, why can't I just be happy with, yes, I was wanted to lose some weight for whatever reason, whatever reason you wanted to is fine. But yeah, it's like, why now have I, now my new ceiling of an acceptable weight has gotten lower. Yeah. And if I go over that now, I'm, oh, I've ru- I'm not, I'm just, I'm a failure in every area. It's just like, I know it's, we, uh, isn't this a fun, I'm sure if you're listening, I hope you can relate in some way. I feel like this is very cathartic for us to talk about at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me feel better because like you always, like I said, it makes us feel like we're the odd man out. And my, I've thought I've had to talk about this in therapy consistently feel like I'm the only person feeling this way and not in a, I'm the only person that, no, in a woe is me, like, I'm so alone. I'm the only, it's like, no, I think there is comfort in that as sad as it is that society has done this to us, or we've done it to ourselves or other people have done it to us, whatever, you know, your experience is. It's just like, 
no, it's nice to know. And it kind of takes the pressure off of like, oh no, wow, everyone thinks this way. It doesn't take away the sadness of it that we all beat ourselves up unnecessarily, but it is a little soothing and comforting that it's like, okay, no, I'm not alone in this. I'm not. Other people feel this way as fucked up as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to bring up in, I had had this to talk about last week and then I was going to talk about it this week at some point too. Um, but it just fits in with what we're talking about right now. And I was going to recommend this podcast episode. It was an episode of call her daddy, which I like do listen to every now and then now she does these little like mini episodes. And this one, the title was canceled diet culture featuring Susan Hyatt, who is a life coach and body positivity expert. And I was like, I don't know. I think maybe, I mean, I, I was like, well, I could probably stand to hear and listen to whatever this woman has to say. And she just talked about diet culture and why it's so toxic. And she gave some, some tips that can help you kind of change your thinking. And it was, ba- it, it was mainly talking about why summer gives women so much anxiety about like you diet before you go out to the pool or you diet before you go on this, um, beach vacation or whatever. And I, I don't have any of the rules written down to tell you. So just listen to it, but it's only 26 minutes long. But, um, one thing she said, which like really like opened my eyes. She was so first of all, they said, she said something crazy. Like every woman, like a gigantic percentage of women have dieted at some point in their life. And it's like starting at the age of like, like 10 or something. Oh, I know. And a diet is, this is the point that really opened my eyes is a diet is any type of eating regimen. Like think of any type of way you consume anything where you can do something wrong. So you, there's a chance of you not being able to do it right. Whether it's intermittent fasting, whether it's calorie counting, whether it's being low carb or drinking this or not drinking that or whatever. She said, a diet is anytime it's you eating or consuming something where you can do something wrong. And I was like, how insane is that? That like, yeah, wow. We're like, we can, why are we even assigning that to our food and, and what we consume is like, well, you're doing that wrong. Like yeah. I'm eating or I'm drinking. Eating. Yeah. I'm, and, yeah. And that, that was just an interesting way to think about it. So I'm trying to be better about that where it's like, do not punish yourself and and cause I'm hard, I'm a person who's hard on myself. So naturally if I, I'm just going to be hard on myself baseline. And then if I'm trying to adhere to something where like, say it's intermittent fasting, I, I screw up that adds a whole other level of stress and unhappiness to my life. And I'm like, well, yeah. what am I really gaining? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is the, is the, probably the weight the zero pounds I will lose from this or the mental anguish that I'm feeling right now. I don't know. Yes. That's, exa- oh, that is, such, I think about that. I'm like, is the tra- is feeling this crappy about eating one meal worth the, yeah, the physical change I'll see as a result of it. Cause nine times out of 10, there is no physical change. Exactly. Yet here I am in mental turmoil over a meal and it's yeah. like, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Psychotic, yeah. psychotic behavior. We're all psychotic everyone. Yeah. So, so when I got, when I got back from my trip, I just like, I I think I also had the scaries about just eating and alcohol and everything just because, um, 
I think I was just like exhausted mm-hmm. from not only the trip, but then just like the weekend before. And I think like, and then like Monday morning when we flew back, I mean, we were up at four in the morning and you know what, I, I don't know. It was like a long day. And I think I just was like back here and I was just like, I have all this work to do. And mm-hmm. oh my God, I like had some, I had too many chips this weekend. I, I think I just was like kind of spiraling. <laughs> Not yeah. the chips. Well, you Don't bring you chips should- into this. Don't you dare. I know, and you know I love my snacks. So I just I love like, chips. I, I love just chips. was like, oh my God. Like, meanwhile, Sunday night, I literally had a salad at dinner. So it was just like so annoying that I was even mad at myself. Yes. Where like, I felt like I ate not totally great, but also not really, really bad. Like it was, I, tr- I kind of just tried to be like in the middle about it. And then in the moment, I was not giving myself grief. But then it was like when I got back here yeah. and like the whole vacation was over with and I had everything to think about, I was just kind of spiraling out of control. Oh, yeah. So then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to chug a bottle of water, eat some dinner, take some melatonin and just go to sleep. Yes. I was going to say. <laughs> and it was like 830. I was like, yeah, I just need to go to bed because. Sometimes I'm like, going to sleep. Yeah. I'm just going to bed. Oh, going to sleep I know. I was like, I'm going to eat a really light dinner. I'm going to go to bed and I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to feel better. And honestly, that's what I did. And Tuesday I like woke up. I woke up before my alarm. I forced myself to go to a workout class. I did that. And I like, you feel so good after the class. Yes. And it was, and honestly, the class, it was so hard, Yes, (laughs) but I was like, after it, I was like, thank God. Like I just, I immediately felt like the anxiety of like just everything that I was feeling just melted away. And I don't know, like, I'm definitely a person, like I love a list. I love a to-do list. And I, if I see it, I can really stress over it. And then I just kind of can spiral. So I think my therapist would be great, would be glad to know that I was recognizing that I was spiraling. And I just was like, okay, you're just going to go to sleep. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. It sounds to me, cause I've experienced that exact same thing. Like, and I, for me, it's two things, one exhaustion and two, you're out of your routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you feel like crazy. You're like, who was I this week? Cause I had no schedule. Like I normally do. I'm tired now, even though I had a blast when you, anytime I get home from a trip, there's like a full, yeah. And usually the best thing to do is just like done. I'm drinking water. I'm taking my medicine. I'm brushing my teeth. I'm getting in the bed, sleeping 12 hours. And you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh. Things aren't yeah. as bad as they seem. Things aren't as bad. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Been there so many times. Yeah. I think so. I, and this is, I'm saying this as much for my mental reminder as everyone else's, but like when we're feeling that way, so like, say Jacqueline, you're saying like, I went like the way you were feeling and you made yourself go to bed early and all that, like, okay. Say you ate and drank too much, whatever, whatever that means, what changes like, do people love you less? Do your friends no, no longer like you? Does your boyfriend break up with you? Does your job fire you? Do your clothes not fit? Probably, probably fit just the same. You know, it's like, Probably you think of like, yeah. like the reality is like, oh, it's actually, it's all mental. And the fact that you have the, the check-in with yourself, it's like, okay, you know, I probably this week I need to like be a little kinder to my innards, um, in terms of what I'm putting inside my body. Mm-hmm speaks to you have the healthy 
eating habits that you think you don't have. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I just, I have to remind myself of that. So maybe if I say it out loud, yeah, it'll help. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like, you know what? Like, and this is what's so crazy is like, I feel like in the, in recently over the past few years, um, just, you know, uh, growing up and like being more mature, I guess I've gotten a better grip on like my self and how like, I want to like view like working out and like eating healthy and just like what that looks like for me and like what works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and like for a while, like, you know, like when I was in like my younger twenties, I just would like do a lot of those like diets and whatever. And like, I'm sure like everyone else has done. Oh yeah. And you know, now that I've gotten a better grip on that, I feel like I have been doing like pretty well. And like, I've been like, it's been consistent. And so even if I have like a couple of days where it's not, I, I have really been trying, you know, I would say probably within the past year, year and a half to like not be, to not make myself feel so guilty about it where it's like, okay, this is a special occasion. It's just a couple days, like, you know, like whatever, like we've said, but I don't know. But yeah, I feel like in the moment I did a better job, but then post, I just, I was just, I think I was just like absolutely in my head and spiraling about life. And I just was like, oh my God. Oh yeah. Oh, too many snacks. And da, 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 da. And yeah. Had- too yeah. many chips. Yeah. Life is to enjoy. We are literally, as, as I, I think, did I, I either said it here? I think I did say it here. Cause I, and I know I texted it to someone at some point. But how sad it would be to die tonight and have uneaten ice cream in the freezer. I would be sadder to die with uneaten ice cream in the freezer than have eaten an extra bowl of ice cream in the long run. 100%. Right? Like, how sad. My mind instantly goes to Baskin Robbins mint chocolate chip. And I can't let that that stuff go away. No, absolutely not. Right? And so, like... Like, if you think about life at the end of the day, am I going to be happier about all the joy I experienced or that I was five pounds skinnier than I was at one other point in life? Like, I mean, like, it's seriously so arbitrary and stupid, but I don't know. But that, I mean, those are easy things to say. It's so much harder when to put it in practice. And it's like, when you tell yourself those things, you know, they're true. And you're like, you're right. I'm right. I'm right. But it's like sometimes silencing those loop, that loop thinking that intrusive thought. It just takes, so it takes so hard. much work. It does. So to believe. Work. It's like your brain will start thinking it before you even realize you're thinking it. And next thing you know, it's like this truth that you have. And it's like, whoa, whoa. And to back out of it is so hard. Yeah. For me, it's always, this is, I'll get into these bad patterns and it takes literally everything in me to get out of it is yeah. I'll beat myself up over, Oh gosh, I only worked out once this week, or I didn't work out at all this week. You know, I, I just didn't even go to, I didn't even go on walks this week. I just didn't, I just didn't have time or I didn't feel like it. So you know what? I'm a piece of crap. So I'm just going to eat crap tonight. And then right. that makes me feel physically worse, which makes me feel then more upset. Then the next morning I wake up and I feel bloated and I feel tired and I feel look. And then I'm just, I'm like, well, I already feel like crap. So I might as well eat crap again. And it'll be like three or four days like that. And then it's, oh my gosh, the longer it goes on. Oh, 
it's yeah. so hard to get out of. And it's like, then I might really actually see a change in my body, usually just bloating because of just eating stuff that I didn't even really want to eat. I just ate it. Cause I'm like, well, I already feel junky. So yeah, so it's that it's, oh my God, it becomes a pattern for three or four days. And then it's like, it takes every inch of willpower to be like, no. Oh, totally. Like, I'm the same way. especially. And then for me, especially too, when I don't work out and that's every, that's every level from just simply going in a walk to like doing like yeah. an intense workout class where like, I feel like whenever I am moving, I just naturally eat better. So like, right. I just try to focus on like, okay, if I'm not going to go to like do a scheduled class or do like a workout video in my living room, like I'm at least going to go for like a long walk. Like I'm going to pick a podcast and walk the whole time I'm listening to this and not mm-hmm. stop until it's done. And like that yeah. has even just doing something like that has helped me get back into like the groove of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Sometimes even just a basic, I mean, a 10 minute walk is so good and just be like, that's it for today. But I did something it's like, yes, it's, it doesn't even as extreme. Like when I get in those three or four days of sometimes it honestly feels like abusing myself because I already feel bad. So then I just keep doing bad things or what I think is what I think is bad, which normally yeah. isn't that bad. Then it's like, then I overcompensate by like, you know what? I'm just going to eat a smoothie and then a salad and that's it for the day. And I'm going to go to a workout class. And then, then that only lasts for a day or two. Right. It's and that one, they just like, that's extremes yeah, one way or like, the other. That's not balance. Yeah, yeah. The balance is somewhere in the middle of I work out when I can or when, what is good for me. I don't have to work out a set number of days. Yeah. I don't have to assume everyone else in the world works out at least five days a week, one hour a day, and they never miss their workouts. I'm the yeah. only person that does. You know, that was part of my problem too, is I, I, I canceled my workout on Saturday morning because I was exhausted. I was like, I've got to sleep. Yes. But then of course I felt guilty about it, even though it's like sleep is really important. Oh my gosh. Rest is like sleep is. And I just, I knew I was tight. I was truly exhausted. I was like, and I'd been sick. And so I was like, I know I need to sleep, but then, you know, whatever. Yes. Then you give yourself hell about it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Something I think that could really help us, um, is some words that I recently consumed, listened to and internalized words like release your anger, release your mind, release your job. Talking about the lyrics written and sung by one of my absolute heroes, Beyonce. Oh, no. Visionary. Her new <laughs> single, Break My Where Soul. Where is going to go? <laughs> which was, have y'all listened to it? Because it's really good. Okay. I, I have, have not listened yet. to it yet. You have, you, what? Oh my God. I'll listen to it. I swear. I'll listen to it. Don't yell at me. Yeah. Uh, this past weekend. Is that when it came out? It came out. Um, I don't know what day it was. It Was it? Either way, Jack. It, it, it was it was Monday at midnight. Oh God. So, okay. Well, I've been gone. I've been on a work trip. I was in a fine. melatonin sleepy. You yes. listen to it on your phone, y'all. Okay. No, we don't. <laughs> or I we would have. I have a CD at Target. Yeah, Jacqueline and I are strictly on the CDs. Well, it, it's not out on CD yet, but well, get ready because I'm going to Target and I'm buying it. All right. You know what? No. Um. Okay. So I need. Yeah. No. I've got. Here. Okay. 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 Wow. It's really 
really good. Okay. A dance, I mean, everyone thought she was going to be releasing like a disco dance type album. This is definitely like a little bit of house music. I mean, people are, people are talking about this song saying she's, in, she, this is the song of the great resignation. It's like the official song. Cause it, a lyric is literally release your job, like quit your job. Um, oh. And it's just talking about, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's just talking about being free. And I got to tell you. Like the freedom been, of being able to do that. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but she, uh, Beyonce and I have had an interesting relationship over her mm-hmm. past. Starting back with her, the album that Single Ladies was on. Oh, yeah. I have been single or have broken up with a boyfriend every single time one of her albums has come out. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's been a, it's just been like what? So when Single Ladies came out, I wanted Isn't to be single so like bad. That. I broke up. It, it like convinced me to break up with my boyfriend. I needed to do it, but it like it gave me the power because yes. I felt like I couldn't fully. Oh yes, okay. Sing the okay. song and celebrate yeah. it if I wasn't single, and so I did. Okay. Uh, and then after that was the whatever I can't remember the Drunken Love album. And oh, I, crazy in love. Oh, yeah. The, oh, like, yeah. The lemonade one. Or no, no, no. Drunken no, love was, was later. That was later. That was later. You're right. Crazy in love was before single ladies. Drunken love was, bef- was after single ladies, but before lemonade. Mm-hmm. Um, but that album, I was single, um, not by choice, but single. Um, and then lemonade came out right after my heart was broken in Lexington um after the infamous crying in the park episode mm-hmm. or laying down in the park episode and that album came out and truly healed me and I love that album and so then now here we are and I was like oh this is why this is why I'm single it's Beyonce season <laughs> it's Beyonce season you're like it's time for her to tell me the next chapter of my life that's I mean honestly I was yeah. I truly gave me like purpose I was like wait I have to answer the call, the call of Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce. Love you her. You have to listen to the song. It's really good. It's just like, I believe it. She yeah. doesn't put out bad music. No, it makes me want to go to the club and dance. You know what? The last time I danced in a club, let's I can go remember. right now. Let's go right now. Let's just go. I'm going to go out here in Greensboro. Jacqueline, you go out in Lexington, Claire, right. tear it up. You know what? I'm wearing a crop top sweatshirt, no bra, and like uh, like pajama shorts, and I think I will blend in. Mm-hmm. I'm in the shirt I wore to work in all day, but I just came in and put on my pajama pants, so I'm dressy up top, comfy on the bottom. And Claire, are you wearing the iconic nightgown you shared a few weeks ago? That's right. In my nightgown, I've got zit cream on my face. Oh, love uh, it. my contacts are so out. Hot. My face is washed, so I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Ready. It's a vibe. It's a mood. Okay. So, all right. So clearly we need to talk about Beyonce. So clearly Claire gives it this song. Did the whole album come out or is it just that song so far? It's the song. The album doesn't come out till July. Okay. okay. But so far this little taste you have, has you have, you have a good vibe about it. Love it. And the album is called Renaissance. Oh. Renaissance. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So clearly Jacqueline and I need to listen to it. I'm moving on to another superstar, a woman who I'm, um, constantly amazed by let's talk about j-lo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Jay Lowe. And I just, today, you know, I take for granted how freaking cool that nickname is. I mentioned it to our staff the other, yesterday, I think it was yesterday. And I said something like, oh, I got to watch that halftime documentary. It was like, we're talking about it on the podcast. And then I was like, they said, who's? And I was like, Jay Lowe's. And everybody goes, oh, okay. And then I was like, how freaking cool is that to have a nickname that universally around the world, everyone knows who J-Lo is. J-Lo. You could say Jennifer Lopez, but I just said J-Lo. Everybody's like, yeah. And I'm like, when did that nickname come out? 2003, the first time she and Ben were together. And it's just iconic. And I just, J-Lo's got it going on. It was a great documentary. Yeah, I watched, I finished watching it yesterday. Yes. Jenny from the block. Um, yeah. What are y'all's thoughts? So, okay. So I was watching it one night last week and I... I'm going to be honest. I have a lot of notes because and I was taking notes while I was watching it because I didn't want to forget like what I was watching. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, she is so iconic and I always knew that, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know it, but then to like watch this documentary and then to be reminded about, okay, so I thought, so just to put it in perspective, it the documentary ended, it's only like an hour and a half. So if you haven't watched it. Yeah, you don't have to dedicate weeks and weeks. It's not a series. No, it's, I split it up over two nights because I could not stay up late one night. I, I like Jacqueline, I simply had to put myself to bed one night and it, it was a nice little quick and easy watch. Yeah, yes. it was it was nice and quick and easy. And I gotta say, when I the night that I had put it on, I was like, oh, I'm gonna like, I had intended on like doing a few things. I was like, oh, I'm gonna make like I wanted to make like a grocery list for like when I got back to town. Nope. I literally like barely picked up my phone. Like I was like totally zoned in. Um yeah, absorbed by it. Yes. Well, so this was so interesting because um, so the documentary ended. And obviously, like I said, you know, J-Lo is iconic, but then you hear this, okay? Mm-hmm. J-Lo sold 80 million records with 15 billion streams, starred in 40 films, grossing over $3 billion, has more than 350 million social media followers, and has sold more than $5 billion in consumer sales as a brand. It is crazy. Absolutely insane. It's like, I know she's a huge superstar and I know that, but those numbers don't sound real. They sound made up. They're so I know. And I like, and I remember like back in the day, you know, when it was like her, Matthew McConaughey and like, and um, like Kate Hudson and like, I'm sure there was a couple of other actors and actresses I'm forgetting of, but like they were all kind of in those rom-com movies. And I mean, she was so iconic. And then outside of that, like her music, oh my God, it was just so cool. And then just to see her in this role and just see like the passion and how much she cares about like, not only like the the singing and the song choice, but like how the lights look and what the dancers are doing and how the dancers faces look and where they're looking. And, and then to see her literally argue with the NFL about the cages and tell them like, absolutely not. Like you're, you have to do whatever you need to do to get the cages. Like I'm not taking no for an answer was like 
absolutely iconic. I was like, I cannot believe that JLo basically just told the NFL to go fuck themselves. <laughs> I know. And it's like, what I thought was kind of interesting was it didn't come across in like a, like overly confident bitchy type way. It kind no. of just like a cool, like, no, this is what we're doing. Like, I don't, she didn't come across. Cause sometimes if certain, if someone did that, or you heard of someone doing that, you'd be like, what a conceited, like bossy. Yeah. No, it didn't come across that way at all. It came across as like, no, I'm doing the right thing. This is the right thing for the performance. We're doing it. Like, and she had said, she said, I, I want to give you substance. And I thought that was yeah. an interesting yeah. way. Like, you don't, I mean, I think sometimes when we watch these halftime performances or whatever, we aren't really thinking about that, but we can feel it. And so it was interesting to hear yeah. her talk about it. Yeah. Her attention to every little aspect of what goes on in her life and what we see and what she puts out into the world is really remarkable. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew I, I mean, I have some issues with JLo, the olive oil. I'll never get over it. Just be honest with us, JLo. Yes. We know it's more than olive oil, but I'm going to, yes. I'm going to push that aside right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to mm-hmm. say whatever I forgot completely. And I don't even know how I forgot about how after she had like her career, like we had the Selena era and, yeah. the, mm-hmm. um, and then what was that movie she was in right after Selena, where it, she was really highly thought of too with George Clooney. Oh, oh I um, I'm, I'm drawing a total blank right now. Either way, she had like that era. And then yes. we went from that, we went from that era into like the puffy era and yeah the big butt, the green dress, the everything. I forgot how much of a punchline she was. Because uh-huh. me too. Now, because now she is like, I mean, you don't laugh at JLo. Like JLo. Yeah. And, but like she, I forgot about that. I really did. How much and of like yeah. a legitimate joke she was in the pop culture media. Yes. Like either that she'd been married so many times or yeah, oh, she, yes. she dressed like, I mean, the late nineties, early two thousands treated women really poorly and universally, any woman who was a star at that time had to go to hell and back to stay a star and not lose her sanity. And they kind of like discounted her for like, as not being talented. And, and like, I, she's so talented. So So that, that was an interesting thing to be reminded of. One thing that I have struggled with, and this isn't a JLo specific thing, but it was a big theme of the documentary is like, I think all three of us, we love the entertainment industry. I have loved it my whole life. I've loved award shows my whole life. And I just kept thinking, cause a lot of this documentary focuses on that award season of hustlers when she was in mm-hmm. that movie. And yes. is she going to get nominated? Is she not going to get nominated? Blah, 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 blah. And I, as like, I love award shows, but like, why do, why does anyone care so much? It's just like, it's so silly. Like mm-hmm. it's so so silly how much anybody cares, especially given all the things you rattle off about all of her accomplishments. And then the fact that like, just think about all the jobs we've had and we do like, who cares if I get an award at my freaking job, like in the scheme of things, you were in a movie, you were paid millions of dollars mm-hmm. and you're going to get this upset over an award. Like that like most of the time, like think how important, especially the Oscars are, but half the time, if you ask me even a year later, who won best actress last year? I'd be like, but it's also acting. Who 
thing. It's like in the scheme of things, like you're not solving world hunger. You're not like, why do we care so much? It's so stupid, but I care, but why? And it's frustrating. Yeah. (laughs) Even if you don't get nominated, it doesn't mean that you didn't put out a stellar film that made people laugh or made people cry or made them feel something real. It's just silly, but it's part of pop culture. So, so from what I watched and what I kind of, I don't, I, I don't really know if this is like necessarily true because I'm just kind of like putting some pieces together in my head as I watched this documentary. But, you know, from the very beginning, JLo was basically like, I have had to prove myself my entire life. Like my sister was always the one who could sing and always was the smarter one. And I was just the one, you know, who was the athlete. And then like, you know, like she just always believed that she always just had something to prove. And I think that that award specifically for that movie and the role that she played in that movie meant a lot to her personally. And I think that was basically like the cherry on top of like this like work that she has been doing her basically like her entire life of like trying to empower women and all of this stuff. And like, I don't think it necessarily was like for her to like prove to the public that she could do this. I think it was more just to like prove to herself that like, Hey, everything that I have given up in my life was worth it because I like have this. Do you know what I mean? Or, no, I mean, I get it I mean? on a per. I get it on yeah. a personal level for yeah. that person. I'm talking about why is a like in pop culture. It's like, why are we doing this? Yeah, we make it this huge thing. Like, yeah. Literally like, oh, totally. Yeah. Like, and it's like, beauty pageants. like, how does that still even happen? It's like, yeah, like I know I get it as a personal accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Cause like there's things in our personal lives like that are similar, but like just in terms, I don't know. It's just like, at the end of the day, it's like, God, it's, it's a pretty insignificant job. Like, and I, that comes as a person who like, I wanted to be a famous actor still would when yeah. would love to win an Oscar and would love to cry and be happy or sad about it. But it's, it's just like, what's wrong with us? Why is that what we exalt so high in our culture? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and, well, yeah. and I had totally forgotten about this until I watched the documentary, but I remember there being a lot of hype around her and her potentially winning this award. And oh, I did yeah, not no. remember that until I watched it. And I was like, holy yeah. shit. So oh, I no, totally, so like, I mean, shit, yeah. if I'm her, I'm handwriting my acceptance speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, know? you feel like some embarrassment, even though it's not your fault. Like when you don't get nominated, you're like, yeah. well, everyone said I would. So what happened? Yeah, you're like, what the hell? Yeah, no, I have nobody talk about it until the nominations are out and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Like stop trying to predict, stop saying I'm a front runner. Just leave me out of it until it's fact. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, a big thought I had when I was watching this and a part that really stuck out to me was when she said, cause it's like, I've always thought of JLo, like she's been famous basically my whole life. Like, I just remember JLo was always around. Like even like when I was in like middle school, high school, she was always, Jennifer Lopez was this star all the time. And so, and then even now it's like, she's just continued to be a star and done music and acted and had skincare line, had this, had all this. 
And parts that where she talked about, like, I just didn't think I was relevant anymore, or I just didn't know what my value was anymore. Or, and the part where she said, like, American Idol, they basically said, like, got her back into the industry. And I was like, when was she out of the industry? I know. And it just makes you realize it's like, A, how hard people have to work to stay at the top of their game. But even these people that we think are, they've been stars for a million years. It's like, no, she still had to work and still had the same feelings that we all do as normal people where, oh, I'm in my 30s. And I'm starting, I'm restarting this, or do I, am I burnt out in my career? Or it's okay to question. And it's like, it just was shocking to me to be like, freaking JLo had a point where she was like, what do I have to offer this industry anymore? I'm like, what? Yeah. We're talking about. Yeah. Like any of us could be so lucky to be her. And yet she has faced struggles too. And yes. And still felt like in her, she said like into her forties, like after she and Mark Anthony got divorced, like I was just feeling like, what am I going to do now? Like, what is, it's like. Halo has those thoughts. Okay. okay I don't wait, so let, me, let me ask, let me ask the both of you this. What did you think about JLo's whole thing? Um, when, you know, when she was like confirmed about doing the halftime show, and then they also confirmed Shakira. And her whole point was like, not only did they have two headliners, the NFL didn't give them any more time. And then basically she like JLo was like, I'm not mad that Shakira is doing it with me, but I'm upset that like, they want to make the statement about Latinos and Latinas and what we're going through in this moment in time in history in this country, but, oh, it's expected of like two women to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you all think about like her, like my personal stance on that? My personal reaction, like back before this documentary, back when it was announced that it was JLo and Shakira, like I was psyched. Like I, Same, I was jazzed because they're both. Me so too. Good. I yeah. love them. And, and they're I, iconic. I see the, I see what she's talking about. Like yeah. why I get two people to do, why, why does it take two Latinas to do what it takes only one such and such to do? Yeah, but exactly. at the same time, like there's always like multiple, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really, I'm not saying she's wrong, but I just, I just think it was an awesome halftime show and it was a big two for one and they never give anybody extra time as far as I know. And Mm -hmm. I get what she, like Jayla wanted to be the headliner and she wanted to get to pick who her special guests got Mm -hmm. it. Well, that's not what happened. They picked an equally awesome special guest and you guys just shared the stage and it was like one of the very best halftime shows. I don't know. I mean, I, I, again, I see what she's saying, but that's just, I didn't see it that way. I just saw it as like awesome and they did an amazing show. And yeah. And I hope that she might, that's uh, Claire, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's how I felt like I just kind of, but it, it was interesting to see how they felt as performers. And I would like to hear more kind of Shakira's take on it too, but I can understand it's like, it almost was, it could seem like, I kind of got what she was saying. It's like, it could seem like a smack in the face. It's like, you didn't feel like you needed to match Bruno Mars with an equally big star, like to say that, to make it seem like that's enough for a halftime show. And so it all, yeah. I could see what she's saying, but yeah, I felt the same way. And I hope that she understands that and got that response from most people that it's like, uh, JLo's freaking awesome. Oh, and Shakira too. This is going to be the best halftime show. And then it was like, yes, like it was just like, this is bonkers. Yeah. And so I think it's all in how you look at it, but as a fan, yeah, I just was jazzed and I think it couldn't have gone better. It was interesting to me to see the behind the scenes and see the frustration of like, okay, they did fine. If you're going to pick two superstars, you got to give us more time. 
you know, because it is such a huge thing to let and both get the time they deserve. But yeah, I remember there was even like one scene where she was talking on the phone with like one of the NFL producers and she was trying to like argue her case for even like one extra minute. Just Mm -hmm. she was like, well, could we have like an extra minute? And like I I didn't write down her exact reasoning, Um, but I mean, that I was just, funny to me because it, it's like made up rules, right? Like, yeah, I'm like, like I rules anyway. Like, yeah. you, you can probably make the halftime show as long as you freaking want because if the game goes into half overtime, like the game's gonna extend on. It's not yeah, like they're we're gonna continue the, the coverage. They're not gonna be like, yeah, this is like the we national. Have. This is like the national, like what NBC at this point. It's like who cares? Like, yeah, it's like so interesting to me that the NFL was being so stingy about it. So I'm wondering like what kind of like rules they have to go, but okay. So I will, so I, um, loved that. I don't remember if this ever was public. I'm sure it was. And maybe I just forgot, but I did not realize that her daughter, Emma, I think is how you say her name, that she was the Emmy, that she was the one that sang on the stage with JLo and I just thought like during yeah, she was there during the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, like when JLo was talking about that experience and when JLo went to like that dance studio and like had like Emmy and her friends and they were like, she saw like the class and was like, oh my God, we have to include them. And then like later on, like when she, like when JLo was getting emotional about like her daughter, like being on stage with her and like just how much and the, all those other girls and just how much that meant to like her and like their culture. I was like, I start, I was like crying. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, oh, so sweet. Like, and then uh-huh. she, and she was just talking about, she was like, you don't know. She's like, she just basically was like, you don't know how much it means for, you know, these girls to be like salsa dancing to born in the USA. Like, yeah. And then, and it was like, after she had been talking about her daughter and I don't know, I just thought that was like, just like a really sweet moment. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of forgot. Cause that part of the, I remember that part during the halftime show being incredibly moved by it. Cause yeah. it was like, Oh my gosh, that's, I mean, you just take, I think if, as people born in America, we just take for granted how lucky we are to have been like, hello, as we all know, we are rife with issues, but Overall, I'd say most of us do feel very lucky to be Americans and you forget how freaking cool it is. And then you see other people who are so aware of their gratefulness and aware of how, you know, lucky they feel. It makes you feel more lucky. I remember that part being just like, oh, ah, chills, 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 chills. Yeah. And like, obviously, like with J-Lo's, um, you know, just like hesitancy with having Shakira, like with like splitting the time and just like, how is this going to work and blah, blah, blah. I mean, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So it's like, you yeah. look back now and it's like, you know, I mean, this past Super Bowl, that halftime show was amazing. So like, I think that when the NFL booked JLo and Shakira, it was like, okay, this is going to be the trend set for like the years to come where it's not just going to be Right, One like this person. past year, they shared it with like how many? There people? was like six. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, oh. so it's like, so like now, I feel like they're gonna like do that where it's like maybe a couple people are like co-hosting it, and then there's like several big time guests in addition to like the the headliners. Yeah, the main. Um, I, but I just yeah. think because I I think that's why a lot of like some stars when it was like they picked one big person and all the pressure was on that band or performer. Like, I feel like that's why 
it, some have been a dud because it's like they didn't have enough cool people. And so now I almost think that I think that's the better formula is to have as many great stars as you can. Yeah. Because I mean, that's what's I mean, that, that that would be like the best concert you've ever been to. And we it is like the best concert we've ever been to. It's a short one and it's halftime and none of us are there in person, but it still is like that's what was so great about JLo. And then this past year's, I mean, so iconic for any of us in this age bracket. It was just like sick. Absolutely sick. iconic. So uh, I wrote this one note in my notes. And um, so two things. One, I think at this in this moment in time, I obviously I can't read JLo's mind, but I think that my prediction is that JLo would trade how I would not trade how high iconic the halftime show was and the recognition that she that herself and Shakira got for that um in place for winning the golden globe like I think she would rather have the like mm-hmm. iconicness of doing that halftime performance with Shakira having the Puerto Rican the American flag up there having those cages like making a statement in front of like the whole country with Shakira with the little girls in place for winning the golden globe mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i mean yeah if you had to yeah it's exactly right because imagine if she hadn't had that halftime show and she had won a golden globe or an oscar for hustlers we would all have at the time been like hell yeah go j-lo awesome and then like the next day Nobody everyone would talk about like, that okay cool well, so like do you remember who do you remember someone's acceptance speech or do you remember the super bowl halftime show exactly, exactly. When you she know? slid crotch first at the camera, I was like, what are we doing? Right. I'm here for this. I'm like, let's go. It was great. Here, like dancing like a, like a, oh my gosh, that, that was just. I She's loved crazy. the little blip of the interview with Ben Affleck too in that. Just yes, like, I know. Well, my question was how much should they have to edit A-Rod out? Oh, they totally did. Because in the inauguration, oh they, they were together for most of this. ring was on there. And then when she was I did at, not think that at all. Oh my gosh, you're so right. When she was at Thanksgiving at her mom, I don't know, wherever their family was, A-Rod was like in the background. Yeah. Ooh, that's the documentary I want to see is how that relationship ending actually went because down. that was her that, that was, was so part crazy. of her big year was that she also got in, engaged to A-Rod which we can thank Craig Conover for breaking up yes oh my gosh oh. I will never not give credit where credit is due <laughs> exactly that was so true and it was like no it's true it's not true what's going on and the next thing we do it was like J-Lo and A-Rod break up it was like I was like damn uh, it was like I remember watching the Southern Charm reunion and I was like did he just say that it was psychotic. It was insane. Everybody was like, no way, no way. And then JLo full class never said anything about it. And then it was just like, um, they're done. Thanks. Insane. Well, watch no. halftime on Netflix if you haven't already. So it's, it's a great watch. It is. We it's are JLo. Light watch. I really recommend it. I do. It was awesome. Well, and it's just so neat. You think you know everything about a star that's been in our at least in our lives for most of our lives you know, and it's like, oh no. And now it's just, it's just cool to have that opportunity. You know, this wasn't documentaries like this that exist now and seem so normal did not exist 10, 15 years ago. You never got this inside look at your favorite stars. Yeah. And so it's really, really cool. Well, and I just thought the coolest part about it was not only seeing behind her life in general, but also just seeing the type of work that I always assumed that went into a halftime show. That was like the most fascinating part to me. I mean, to me personally. So yeah, I just, I highly recommend it. Okay. Well, all right. Well, I just have 
I'm just going to hit you with some recommendations really quickly. I don't have Let's a whole do lot to say about any of them, but if you're looking for a podcast episode, something to stream or, um, yeah, or a couple streamers, I've got, I've got you covered. So first of all, um, the podcast smart list, which Haley Harmon, uh, introduced us to, so um, good. It is so good. I listened to it pretty much religiously, but now two weeks ago, their episode with Bradley Cooper was so good. Oh, I haven't listened to that one yet. Oh my gosh. It's so good. It's so good. Well, he just gets really real. So Bradley Cooper is sober, first of all, which I think is just a good thing to know about him and where he goes. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that about him. Yeah. And they talk about him and his career and just he and Will Arnett have known each other for a really long time, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't know. And I, it, it was just a really, I thought powerful episode to hear all of these, except for one hetero straight white males. And then you've got Sean Hayes, who is a gay white male mm-hmm. and all very wealthy and uh, successful, but they all get really vulnerable. And I just thought it was like such a powerful episode, specifically Will and Bradley Cooper get really vulnerable about kind of, it's mainly about Bradley, but by proxy, they kind of talk about themselves. And I was just like, God, this is an amazing episode. I wasn't, I didn't tear up or anything, but I was really touched by how yeah, like vulnerable this person has gotten. And I'm sure Bradley through all of his recovery and everything he's gone through, he's, I mean, that's part of it is, is addressing all of the demons for lack of a better word in your life and getting honest about it. And he just really doesn't hold back. And I just thought it was really brave for someone in that position and in society and our culture to, to be that vulnerable on a, a podcast episode. And it was just so good. And it was interesting. You learn a lot. You learn some stuff about the entertainment industry that sounds terrible. Um, and I don't know, I just, I, I love Bradley Cooper. Um, but this him so much more and I don't know, it was, it was one of my more favorite episodes of that podcast. It's not like the funniest one by any means, but mm-hmm. I felt like you got a big peek behind the curtain that oh, I, think I love that we like to listen to celebrities talk on podcasts is because you want to get to, to hear the real them, get you know, yes. that's yeah. what's so good. I mean, that's why Smartless is like one of the best podcasts out there. It's because yeah. it is the peek behind the curtain every episode and whether it's just hilarious or really thoughtful or whoever they're talking to it, the fourth person they bring on is always an equally big, if not bigger star than these guys are. And they're obviously huge stars anyway. And yeah, they're talking about stuff that it's like, I can't believe I'm hearing these people talk about right. this topic. I yes. can't believe I have the inside access to hear these four people talk about funny stuff or serious stuff. And yeah, so, okay, that, okay. I've got to listen. I've not listened to the Bradley Cooper episode. I read an excerpt about it. Cause it was like an article on people and it was him talking about sobriety and saying, Will Arnett was basically the person who got yeah, him, helped they, him kind of cross it. So I'm sure that's kind of what they go into. I don't want to tell too much about it in case people haven't listened. Cause I haven't, but yeah, they kind of pulled one of the main quotes. I, I, cause I saw it several times afterwards and I'm not surprised because after I listened to it, I listened to it. I think the day it came out that day and I was driving 
I was stuck in traffic and heading to Target. And I was like, whoa, this is like, I actually had to rewind it and listen to it again. Cause I was like, is he serious right now? I couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I just recommend it. A lot of deep personal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh my gosh, does he know we're listening? Another thing I really like about the Smartless podcast is that the three hosts have been in the like so-called entertainment industry for years and years and years. And what I like is that the people that they bring on, like they, I don't know, like they just like have sometimes all of them know the person really well. And even if they don't, it's like, they know people who know them really well. And I think that just makes the interview even better. And it doesn't even seem like an interview. It's like a conversation that like four friends are having that you just get to listen to. Yeah. It's like the best eavesdropping of your life is what it feels like. It feels like you're at the table next to them and you're just like at a, at a restaurant. You're like, am I hearing all this? Yeah. Totally. It's great. It's, it's solid every episode, but I really enjoyed the Bradley Cooper one. So I recommend it. Okay. okay. If you're looking for a series to watch, I just binged the whole series. It's on Showtime and I don't have Showtime. So I downloaded the free trial. You get it for 30 days. So you can do that. And it's a show called, I love that for you, or I love this for you. I think it's, I love that for you. Mm-hmm. Either way, you'll know what I'm talking yeah, about. I think it's, I love that for you. Um, and it's just little half hour episodes and it's Vanessa Bayer who used to be on SNL oh, yes. series, and it has Molly Shannon and one of my absolute favorite people, which I mean, I already love those two people. It has Matt Rogers who Matt Rogers is the co-host of Las Culturistas with Bowen Yang, which is my favorite podcast. Oh, okay. And it is such a great little series. And I hope it gets renewed again. The a quick synopsis is just that Vanessa Bayer, who in real life, she had leukemia as a child. So she, she, oh had, she had cancer um, wow. in, in the series. That's also the case. And she always <laughs> dreamed of being on what is essentially the home shopping network. And so she gets an audition. She gets hired. She gets a chance and she's terrible And so in order to save herself, she tells everyone she has cancer. And so they won't fire the woman who has cancer. Oh, and then hijinks ensue. And so it's, it's just like, it's a really fun show. It's super easy to watch. All the episodes are out now, so you can binge it. And I just want to do a PSA for that show because I just want it to be successful because I hope it gets renewed because I like all those people. See, that's okay. Excellent. Okay. That's always my problem when a show only has like one or two seasons. I'm like, if they don't renew this, wait, you know, and where can I watch what that? Was the, what was it worth? Yeah. It's on Showtime. Showtime. Okay. So, and you, I've heard, the- I've heard that's really funny. And I love Vanessa, Vanessa Bear. So I'm going yeah, to, yeah. No, it is funny. James also likes it. He and I were laughing about it. Um, and yeah, I recommend it completely. I just, and I also love that statement. I love that for you. Like, I, I love, love that. that. For you. Yeah. Um, and then my, my movie, I were like, if you're just looking for a one and done stream or sorry, no, I guess it wasn't a one and done. It it is a couple episodes. It's on Netflix. It's the keep sweet, pray and obey, um, of Warren. It's about Warren Jeffs and it is wow. I really was fascinated watching it. It's I mean, terrible. It's about the 
FLDS. So the fundamentalist Latter-day Saints, right. That's what FLDS. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Warren Jeffs, who is in spoiler alert, but shouldn't be, he's in prison for life, um, for polygamy and, uh, sexual abuse. And yeah, I mean, it's not light subject matter whatsoever, but it was a real, I, I'd always known who Warren, Warren Jeffs was all of this when he was arrested and when it kind of all unraveled was right when I was graduating college. And so like, that's kind of a weird time. I feel like to be, um, keeping track of the news. So I didn't consume it as much. So I felt like I learned a lot and, um, and then you get to hear from people who were directly affected and involved and victimized by him and have survived it and helped bring him down. Uh, and, it's worthwhile if you're interested in, in a, a true crime documentary series like that one. Yes. Yeah. So I have not watched that one yet. Episode yesterday. Oh, yeah. It's just like, like I was shook. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those cases that it's like, I know about it, but I, I know that there's a ton I don't know. And so it's like, I feel like a lot of people might feel that way because it's one of those, it's like, oh, I know Warren Jeffs. I've heard of him. I know he's in prison. Yeah, I know it was a cult. Yeah, sure. Or, you know, the things he was doing was cult-like. Yeah. Um, And it's like, but this is one of those topics. It's like, I could watch 10 documentaries on it. It's just so fascinating. It was really, yeah, it it, it was truly one of those things that I, I knew something about, but knew I didn't know the whole story or at least didn't know the nitty gritty of it and yeah. it's really upsetting um but yeah. I mean it it's not unwatchable upsetting it's just like you're gonna oh, something like this have gone on yeah yeah it's like, like what how? and and spoiler alert is still going on because he's running this his church essentially from behind bars because <gasps> there are people out there and like you find out these families like they are ripped apart still like the people who have left it and it's uh, not the same as the LDS. It's not the same as the Mormon church. The yes, FLDS is totally different. It's like a completely extreme radicalized sect of L- Latter-day Saints. I don't even, I, I, I'm not a scholar on this, but I just want to make that perfectly clear that it yes. is a completely different yeah, yeah. situation. Good note. Good note. Absolutely. Yes. And yeah, but uh, it, it's it's worthwhile to watch if you're interested in it. I would say definitely. I watched it. I think like the first day it came out, and I I watched the whole thing in one day. <laughs> oh, not a lot going on over here, but that's okay. No, that's those are I like when I have the time. Like that to me is yeah. luxury to be able to watch the whole thing. Because especially yeah. if it's something good, I hate when I've started at like 10 p.m. and I can only watch like two or three episodes, oh. and I'm like. Ugh no I didn't know I was gonna love it yeah Yeah. Yeah. just let me watch the whole thing so those are my recommendations um was gonna see Top Gun in theaters this past weekend but my friend and I went and there were still only seats on the front row and we are both 36 so we're not doing that to our necks Mm -hmm. and then the Elvis movie is about to come out and that's going to be my number one priority is to see Elvis. Oh so. my gosh. Every time I see the trailer, I get chills. I can't wait. I, I cannot wait. I finally saw Top Gun. Oh, I you did see it. it. Oh my God. I finally saw it. Oh, Claire, you got to see it. Oh, oh, you gotta see it. Oh, oh my God. I, I didn't cry. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, Jacqueline, you got to see it. I finally watched it and having just watched the original a few weeks ago when my parents were in town, it's like it was fresh in my mind. And like the, just the callbacks they do and the little references, it was just, oh, it was a perfect film. It was a perfect film. Um, I left it so much. I could say so much about, here's my, here's my synopsis. If I walked into a hotel room, a luxury hotel room and Tom Cruise is in there, I'd say, oh, how wonderful. And then Miles Taylor walks out of the bathroom and yeah. says, it's me or him. And I'd be like, oh no, don't do this. Oh, uh, I would, oh. Truly based off of Scientology, oh. I'd have to go with Miles Teller. Yeah, I was oh no, I know. Trust me. I'm like, I know if Tom Cruise wasn't an absolute cuckoo when it comes to sci- the full-blown cult that is Scientology, I'm like- I mean, he is truly cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs in like the worst way. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, this is putting aside his really problematic, I'll say air quotes, religious ideologies, Um, just based on, it's if he was, part's not there, just based on this film, it's like, Tom, it's a shame that you're so kooky. It is a shame. Wait, you guys, I just opened my phone. This is way off topic. I don't know if y'all can see this, but this meme is very funny. Okay. Do y'all see the blanket the baby's wrapped in? Okay. Wait, wait. kind of pull pull it. It's like the classic newborn blanket in the hospital. Yeah, pull it away a tiny bit. Oh, yeah, like the striped. Yeah. Okay. Okay, it says, how does this company still control the market on baby blankets? All this money we pay for healthcare, and they ain't dropped a new model. Then the doctors turn around and tell you eczema is common in newborns. I guess so. You got my boy wrapped in this rough-ass Motel 6 towel. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, it's so true. That's so funny because I know people who have uh, had babies for the past several months and they've all brought their own blankets. Oh, interesting. Probably because those other ones are a Motel 6 blanket, a Motel 6 towel. There was an iconic work trip, Claire and I both went on at one point. Um, we were on the road doing a show and we stayed at a very, we were put up at a very questionable hotel. And when Claire and I both were like, cool, 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 cool. And then we were like, this is no longer cool, 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 cool. Was when the white air quotes on that white towels in the bathroom were all different shades of white. There were some that were grayish. There were some that were yellow in tone. No, there were some that no, they were all they all were masquerading as white towels, but not a single one of them matched. And they were all as rough as sandpaper. Haley had an iron. I had an ironing board. Uh, Two separate rooms. I had no ironing board. She had no iron. So in, in our rooms were a perfect match. My microwave was plugged into a lamp, neither <laughs> of which worked. <laughs> yes, it was so confusing. Yeah, but yeah, oh. the, the classic gray towel that yeah, we oh, like I went in, I went to Claire's room, but I went to the bathroom, and I was like, "What's going on with these towels?" And she was like, "I don't, I don't." It, we were like, "Is it the light in here? Is the light reflecting off of them?" Weird. We were like, "No, they're all two hundred years old, and all of them have been bleached beyond recognition." It was, it was yucky. It was. I forgot about the microwave plugged into you know how hotel lamps have the plugs on them so you can plug your phone in oh yeah this trip has always sounded so scary yeah and it just got we were we were thankful when we had to work so we didn't have to be at the hotel exactly exactly lord all right so that's my little hit list of stuff i just wanted to throw out there recommend Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. 
I like it. Well, I'm going to do kind of a similar thing. I have some questions about just kind of the oversaturated market of good shows and documentaries and things these days. My biggest thing is I finally finished, and I just kind of want to talk to y'all about this, like, and see if I'm just crazy. So I finally finished Ozark a few weeks ago. I think I mentioned it on here, or maybe I didn't. I said I was finishing it. Finally finished it. I've invested years into this show, years into these characters. Love, love, love. It's over now. I thought it ended perfectly. Um, I'm having a really hard time starting a new show. Yeah. And it's like, because I'm just like, I have this feeling of like, okay, it was such a good show. So satisfying. But now I'm like, so much time I invested in that. How do I now invest in a whole new set of characters? Like it was such a joy to be invested in a show for so long, but it's, am I the only one that it is so incredibly hard when you have spent years on a show to start a new one and care about new characters? Like, I'm just kind of feeling this weird resistance to starting, like I'll watch a documentary or I'll watch a two episode thing, you know, a special or a series or something, but it's like, I want to start another long form show that I want to watch for years, but I'm just kind of like, I don't know how long to wait. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so I would say, try not to compare the current show you're watching to the previous show. Mm -hmm. Um, another suggestion, um, I don't really know what else to say because I feel like I kind of have the same thing, but I just like, try not to like compare it. But um, if you liked Ozark, have you watched Peaky Blinders? No, and that actually have on my phone list of shows that I need to check out. Okay, so I think you you would really like it because it's basically like Irish mafia, like obviously years and years ago, but like same kind of vibe, like family, like uh, drugs, alcohol, like that whole thing. But there's not very many episodes per season, and then I. I want to say the latest season that came on is the last season or maybe there's one more. I don't know, but anyways, but it's really good. And the latest season just came out like last week. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really good. I, I highly recommend I've only watched like one episode of the latest season, but I binged the first three, I think there's three or four seasons. I binge those like in like a few weeks of just like, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's a really good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you for that recommendation. I will. I I highly recommend if like, you're looking to fill your Ozark hole. Yeah. Cause it's just like, that's a good, that's a good fit. If you're, especially if you're in that, like violence, drugs, crime, violent. And I like that. I love like, but also with a side of like, family, a light touch of humor, a light touch of love, but mostly crime, drugs, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, I tend to do this. I'll watch a show for years and be so invested and then it's over. And then I just watch a lot of like lighter content or short form stuff. And then it's like, what's going to be my next show that I'm obsessed with. And it's just so hard to restart. It's kind of like when you finish a really good book, you're so glad you read it, but then you're kind of like, well, no. well, yeah. Like, well, now what, what am I supposed to do? What are those characters doing? Yes. I know they're not real and they're not out there living, but in my mind they are. And I don't know what's going on with them. I do feel like after, excuse me, I finish a show that I really like or something. I go through a bit of a slump where it's like, nothing really sounds that interesting to me. Yeah. Nothing sounds as good. And so, I mean, honestly, right now I was trying to think, what am I watching? I've been only watching 30 rock lately, which I've watched that entire season. Like a uh-huh. lot, 
but like, I, I would, I'd rather watch something like that, that I really enjoy than force myself into like trying to get into a new series. If there's not one, cause usually I'll start watching a new series because it's like, I want to freaking watch this. I yes. don't want to just like, I don't know. I, I typically, if I haven't watched something, it's because I'm not actually that interested in it. So yeah. I'll just bide my time. Yeah. watching something I've already watched before and wait mm-hmm. for the next thing that I actually really want to watch to come along. Yeah. A, yeah. No, I hear exactly what you're saying. I'm a big comfort show person and in these little droughts of after I've watched a really good show, but also anytime, like it's yeah. so comforting to throw on a show, even if you've seen it a hundred times for me, it's Frasier. I will always be Frasier. Love Frasier for yeah. you. Right now it's 30 rock. Jacqueline, do you have a show like that? That if you just oh, hundred percent, it's old seasons of real housewives of New York. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> My boss is always, it's always like season two, episode three. Like it's always like, I'm like very old school. Like, oh, I love that. You know, what's going to happen. Old, and there's like some sort yeah, of comfort. Like, whatever. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> but I will say like, honestly, like don't rush into a new series. Like I okay. just, just enjoy being free of a series. You're right. Now I'm not talking about finishing a series. Because sometimes yeah. I would even have to psych myself up to watch the last couple episodes or the last season of Ozark because I would be I knew it was the end. And also it's like, once you're in it that far, it's like, it's kind of a draw. Like you got to be like fully in the zone and ready to watch it. Like I'd be like, all right, I got to sit down and have no other interactions and I've got to watch this. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, okay. And then I wanted to ask you guys, and also, because someone has recommended it to me and it's one of those shows that I feel like has been recommended to me a million times. And I wanted to ask if you guys had seen it and if you also recommend. It's, Tina Fey's new project, that girl's five Eva show on Peacock. I haven't watched it, but like James is what, like, I know lots of people who have, and they love it. Okay. See, that's what, and I finally like this. Okay. Cause I was going to say, I have Peacock, so I feel like I should watch this. Yeah. So Tina Fey writes it and basically it's a girl group that they were like a one hit wonder in the nineties. They had a hit song and were like, bam, top of their game. Everything was wonderful. And then they moved on with their lives, kind of went out. And then now they're trying, they're back together and trying to give it another shot, like in the entertainment business. And it's got freaking Sarah Bareilles in it. Uh, legendary know. singer, songwriter, and oh. she's in the show. Yeah, she's part and of the Renee, group. The Renee Elise Goldsberry, who won the Tony for Hamilton. I mean, like the cast is really- It's like a serious, yeah. And that's why I'm kind of like, why do my, the only time I hear about this show is from like organically people that are watching it and telling me, but I feel like I don't see any advertising for it. I feel like I don't see any buzz about it. And I'm just kind of like, what the but heck? I don't like Las Culturistas that I listen to. They love it. Um, okay. Okay. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I know a couple people IRL um, that love it too, but I haven't watched it. I've never downloaded Peacock. I need to, my streaming situation. Oh, give me right my now, login. Like, I got one. Okay. I will take okay, it. I'm, yeah. Thank see you. I'm on my streaming app situation is kind of in, it's kind of a disaster right now for being honest. Oh, I, don't, dear. I don't, I need well, to listen, now that Hulu is honest, going away. Yeah. I have, I downloaded Peacock one to watch Yellowstone two because real housewives ultimate girl strip was going to be on it. And Miami was on it. What? I thought Yellowstone was on Paramount. Well, the newest season was on Paramount, but the previous three seasons were not on Paramount and exclusively on Peacock. Oh, very confusing. Really weird. I don't know. I guess when Paramount, I guess when 
the producers of Yellowstone did the show. They like sold the rights of the first three seasons and the streaming rights of the show to Peacock. Okay. So okay. like, so like, if you want to go back and watch the first three seasons, they're only on Peacock. You can't even go back and watch like the first season on Paramount. It's really weird. Anyways, that's one of the reasons I got it, but also because Real Houses of Miami, Ultimate Girls Trip, and then the Ultimate Girls Trip, the latest one, it starts this week. It's gonna be on it. So I reactivated my Peacock, and I'm like, okay, let's go. So now I'm gonna have to. Yeah. Now you're ready. I'm texting my login. I'll do that right as we speak go ahead and sext it to me too because that was another hurdle as to why i haven't watched girls five ever if you don't mind jacqueline um because i don't have it either and it's one of those for some reason i have like yeah it's like unless i can get a code i'm like even though i know i can cancel it in my mind if i sign up for a new thing it means like i gotta keep it every month for the rest of my life (laughs) psychotic um thank you jacqueline our community of passwords lives on until they catch us and they never will totally yeah, I mean Netflix is the um, only one that's going to be stingy about it. I know what the hell. Um, okay, last thing that I want to recommend, and also get your thoughts on: What do you guys think about reading true crime? I know we all talk about watching true crime, but I've just dipped my toe for the first time into reading true crime on that Libby app. I had seen recommended a, uh, or in somewhere I'd read. Anyway, it's a book called trailed and I've just started reading it. It's the first true crime book I've read. Um, and I got it down on the Libby app and I'm really enjoying it. Um, I just kind of wanted to know if you guys ever read true crime. It's just something I've never done. I watch a ton of the true crime content as we've discussed a million times, but I'm reading this book. It's called trailed and it's trailed one woman's quest to solve the Shenandoah murders. It was a double oh, murder interesting. Two women in Virginia at like a national park site and it's unsolved. Right, well, to I'm adding it to my list. Yes, trail. I don't think I've ever read true crime. I like to read crime novels or like mysteries, but nothing that's based on and stuff that even like is loosely based in reality, but is still fiction. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I haven't read any serial killer books or anything like that. Um, Yeah, I haven't either. And so I just kind of don't know what led me to do it, but I just kind of thought, you know what? I might as well try it. So I started reading it maybe a week ago and the book itself, just talking about the book, it's really good. It's about this unsolved murder of um, a lesbian couple that were um, hiking and staying. um, It was 1996 in Virginia Hmm. and they were brutally murdered and it is unsolved. And it's this woman, she went to the same call or worked as a professor at a college where one of these girls went and the college is very small and they all knew this victim and it's just very tragic. It goes into her life. And then the author talks about her own um, life as well. And trigger warning, there is sexual violence um, in it. But um, I'm enjoying the way the book is written, but I'm just kind of enjoying like a change in reading as opposed to, you know, what I'm reading, you know, yeah, not only from it changing what I'm reading is normally I'd be reading, you know, something, you know, just a fun, you know, fiction book, but reading something real and, instead of watching true crime. I don't know. So I'm just kind of enjoying it. It's been kind yeah, of different. that would be interesting. I Yeah. And it's just kind of her. That, yeah, that it's on living tears. Yeah. That looks, yeah. Looks looks uh, so I don't know. I just, it's kind of weird. I'm like, okay, so reading, but also switching up my true crime, the way I'm uh, ingesting it. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's just kind of cool. Um, 
So I don't know if anybody out there has any true crime reading uh, recommendations, send those into us. What other yeah. books? We'll to yeah, I'd be interested to know some good ones out there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause now I'm yeah. like, now that I've just dipped a toe in there, I'm like, I want to know, you know, obviously the iconic one that I would like to read is I'll be gone in the dark. The Michelle McNamara, of course, that came out. And I mean, that sweet angel, you know, passed away sadly, but you know, she was huge in helping solve the Golden State Caller case and was solved, has been solved now. And in no, you know, small part, thanks to her help as well. Um, And I haven't read that one. And even though I know about that case and I was fascinated by her as an author and her life story, um, yeah, I just didn't read it because I kind of thought at the time I was like, I think what she did is great, but I just have no interest in reading a novel about trying to catch a killer. And I'm like, now that I'm starting it, I'm this one. I'm like, maybe I would, yeah. like even though I know how it ends, it mm-hmm. would still be cool to read her documentation of how she tried to solve it as just a regular citizen. I don't know. So anyway, good recommendation. Yes, that's what I got this week. Trailed. Check it out, Jacqueline. What's going on? What do you okay. got? You know what? I got nothing but bravo, bravo, bravo at this point. <laughs> Love it. Love it. You've been traveling. And hey, that's one thing you've been sticking to with your routine is keeping up with your bravo. Listen, if there's anything I'm going to stick to, it's watching every single Real Housewives and all of the reality shows that are um, currently airing. So you got to do it. Got to stick to my routine. So uh, I guess I'll just start off with um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay. Um, I, so Haley, I don't know if you are, have been watching this season, Claire, I know you have, um, I, we're like more than a few episodes in. And at this point, I got to say, I'm just really unclear on what the fuck is going on. If I'm being honest, <laughs> like we're literally, uh, we're, I'm watching another Bravo show where every person on camera is arguing about something that happened off camera and oh, honestly, yeah, I'm over it. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't care if you're going to argue about something that happened off camera. I want you to say what was said because right now Crystal has the biggest issue right now is Crystal has alleged that Sutton has said something quote unquote dark, but she won't say what is said. And then, so everyone is like, okay, well, if you're not going to say what she said, then everyone's going to assume the absolute worst. And um, if you don't watch the show, Crystal is um, of like, Asian American descent and, mm-hmm. um, another person, another real housewife on the show, Garcelle is African American and Garcelle like was to Crystal and said, Hey, like she said something really bad. Like, w- tell me, like, what did she say? Because Garcelle's like, if she said something bad, like this will affect our friendship because Crystal or because it's, Sutton, it's, well, she's insinuating that Sutton said something racist. Yes. Yes. That's why it matters. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. yes. And Garcelle and Sutton are like really close friends. And um, I don't know. It's just all really weird. And then this, this latest episode was so bizarre. Crystal's like on the beach with like some of the girls crying while they're like in a surf lesson. But Crystal, I don't know. And then like Erica Jane was like, 
you know, honey, like you need to stand up for yourself. And I can't believe we're crying about this. And like, you just need to stand up for yourself. And it's just like, Erica, like, shut up. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you even doing? It's silly drama. It really is. I mean, Erica hates Sutton. So she's going to take every opportunity. And I don't know. I'm enjoying it. It's true brain candy. It's so dumb. Yeah. We have no going on. These women are being so stupid. They're drinking way too much, which is adding to the problem of what's going on. And honestly, I'm happy to sit back and enjoy and watch the mess. But yeah, do I understand what's going on? No, I don't. No, I'm really confused, but I do understand. Okay, wait, one, a couple of funny things I will say. Um, when Lisa Rinna and um, Erica were FaceTiming Kyle while like the three of them were getting ready. And then they were like filling in Kyle on the conversation that, that Lisa and Erica were a part of with crystal on the beach and lisa and um kyle was like well what did she say and you know she was crying oh my gosh and erica was like i don't know she she cried and talked a lot and then erica goes yeah i had three margaritas and she was crying and talking the whole time oh my I, God. I thought that was so funny <laughs> she was crying and talking the whole time she's like that's how i track time i had three margaritas <laughs> Okay, wait, that was actually kind of relatable. <laughs> no, that's that's very relatable. I love that. Love it. One other thing, Claire mm-hmm. and Haley, let me know how you guys feel about this. Okay. Okay. So uh, like a big focal point of this latest episode was glam team versus no glam team. Where like they showed all the girls getting ready for this dinner and um, some girls had a glam team and it showed the girls being like, I'm going to wear this and like, da, 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 and like getting their hair and their makeup done and trying on their outfit and like seeing how it would look. And, and then it cuts to like crystal and it's like crystal. And then it's like no glam team on like the little thing, going, you know, on the CG. Oh yeah. It's just kind of like, I don't know. Like, how do you guys feel about the whole glam team? No, I just like think it's not, no. I think it's not interesting. I think yeah. if you're really, I think if you're really wealthy and famous, I'm I'm like not impressed. It, maybe at one point when they when we first saw it, it's like, oh, of course they're getting their hair and makeup done. Thank you for showing us. But now it's like so for show, so stupid. I really yeah. don't care about and it. And it's like they all. set themselves up earlier because they portray this. We all look perfect all the time, and now they're a victim of the system they set up so it's like they're having to they feel like i'm on vacation yet i should look like i'm going to the oscars it's like you're going out for a beach picnic you do not need eyelashes you don't need lashes like not even a beach picnic they were going surfing and the girls like i'm gonna wear this and they're getting full glam and then they're like surfing and i'm like bitch what are you yeah who is even wearing any sort of makeup to the beach yeah i don't know i think it's dumb yeah it's yeah enough already it's Um, just a weird current standard that they have that it's like i'm not quite sure how we got here except that the pressure to look perfect and then i almost feel like it's kind of like shaming in a way to be like i almost make it seem like oh because chris crystal doesn't have a glam team it's like well crystal's also like richer than everybody else and so it's almost like that's why it's hilarious being like oh i wouldn't spend my money on, on that if i could but it's like none of you are better than the other one with glam or without glam and i hate that word it's just stupid grow up yeah. fix your own hair yeah do your own hair yeah. 
learn how to do your own makeup. How about you be in news and figure it out for yourself? You have to. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think it's insane. Yeah. So th- those are just like the quick thoughts. Um, we can maybe recap the season, like when it comes to an end, but I, I would say if we're not halfway through, we're, um, almost there when it comes to the season, depending on how many episodes there are. Um, mm-hmm. so have either of you watched Real Housewives of Dubai? I have not. I have not. Have you? Yes. Okay. What do you think? Is it good? Is it worth watching? Um, yes. It's, okay. it's just weird. Um, I think this week is the fourth episode and it airs on Wednesday. So Wednesday night. So tonight, the night that we record is like a loaded night. It's Dubai and Beverly Hills in the same night, which can be like a lot. Um, but I, I think this week is the fourth episode. And at this point in time, um, I know everyone's name and I know everyone's face. I'm just still trying to figure out who is who. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I know their names. On camera, and I'm, like, I'm like, is that? And then what makes it a little more difficult is that there's two girls on the show, obviously Caroline Sansbury. And the, and then there's another girl, Caroline Brooks, but they call Caroline Brooks, Brooks. And then they call Caroline Stanbury, Caroline Stanbury. And then there's another girl that's named Chanel Iman and they don't call her Chanel. They call her Iman. So like, just picture that GIF that's like doing the algebra in the air. Oh yes. That is me like constantly watching this season. Um, I don't really know. I mean, like, obviously it's like, it's very like, you know, we've talked about, it's very hard to like watch a new show and then just like immediately be like emotionally invested in like all these people. Like I could foresee this happening because this is kind of how I was watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Like immediately I could not tell the difference between um, Meredith and Lisa. And now I'm like, I can't believe I could never tell the difference between the two of them. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty good so far on. Um, it's just very interesting that one of the points of contention is someone didn't show up to another person's event. And it's like, why are we like arguing about this? But also like, I'm enjoying them arguing about this because of all of these other housewife seasons, we've seen people argue, you know, we've seen people be arrested and like all these like court things. And it's just kind of nice to have like a lighter argument, but that's, I I guess that's like my only takeaway at this point. There's nothing really super in depth about it, but I don't know if you're looking for like some light watching, it's kind of interesting. Um, there's, uh, there's obviously like a lot of wealth, which is interesting to watch. Um, yeah, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll keep an eye on them. We'll keep, yes. keep an eye, keep an eye. Just one. I can't say the model girl. Her name's Iman. I cannot stand her. I know she's a good real housewife, but I just, I mean, Mm-hmm. She gives Too me much. Danielle Sot vibes. That's all I gotta say. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, totally. I cannot, cannot stand her. Yikes. Um. So, 
the Real Housewives, like one last thing really quick, Real Housewives girls trip. I don't know if everyone has seen on social media. It's been like kind of going around the past, like several days, Dorinda from Real Housewives of New York and Vicky from Real Housewives of OC. Obviously both of them are not in the current seasons. Um, They're on this trip and Dorinda is hosting several of the former Real Housewives in her home in the Berkshires, the Bluestone Manor. And Vicky was quoted saying that like, uh, a gist, the gist of it was that the Bluestone Manor is like old and yada, yada. And, um, it is old. Yeah. It's old and dark and not her style. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I am excited to watch this. I think, oh, same. I think if you've uh, watched Real Housewives of New York, you um, would understand that, um, maybe not understand, but would know that Dorinda's not gonna um, enjoy those comments. So um, Dorinda's basically has come for Vicky's neck and um, they have been arguing in social media, like in comments back and forth. And like Dorinda has basically been like, well, at least I don't date like men who lie and say they have cancer. Like it is like absolutely insane. And I cannot wait for this. This ultimate girl strip is going to be wild. I mean, it has the most iconic former real housewives. <laughs> I know it's like, these are the women who don't even need a last name. They are so iconic in the franchise. Tamara, Vicky, Dorinda, Taylor, Brandy. First names only, please. First names only. It will be excellent television. Oh my God. It's going to be insane. Um, One of my favorite previews for it was Brandy was arguing with Taylor. Mm-hmm. And then, and then Brandy in the confessional was like, all I kept thinking about was the meme and the cat. Oh my gosh. Oh <laughs> my God. Taylor's like screaming <laughs> and then Kyle's like holding Taylor back. And then it's a cat on the other end. <laughs> and Brandy was like, that's all I could think about. <laughs> oh, that's so hilarious. I follow it. that. I follow that cat on Instagram, by the way. Oh, love, love, love. Yes. Love. All right. Are Is it time? Down? Let's yeah. wind down, girlies. Time for our weekly favorite things and self-care items. Hopefully recommendations that help you guys out. Um, if you have any recommendations or questions about anything we mentioned, make sure you're following us on social media because we always post our favorite things and self-care on there. Um, but send us your recommendations too. Yes. Um, I'll kick us off. My new, my favorite thing this week is... Um, very mature about it is I think I mentioned it or I know I did a few weeks ago I said I'd gone and gotten a very luxurious facial at the spa at Marshall in Lexington it was great well I got I bought their skincare line while I was there I did it you know I've never done that I always use drugstore skincare unless sometimes I've used nice stuff here and there different products things from Sephora stuff like that too Mm -hmm. but I've never bought from a dermatologist or from a skincare place their skincare line it wasn't, they gave me like a little discount. I went ahead and bought it. I have been using it every morning and I feel so mature when I use it. It's like this whole kit, like you wash and then exfoliate. And then it has a toning pad that has like alpha hydroxy acids on it. And then it's like two creams that you put on. And it's just, wow. I just feel like if I don't do anything else good for myself today, or if I'm off my routine or I feel a little frazzled in any way, it's like, at least I've done a full blown skincare routine and I've been doing it. 
every morning for the last several weeks and it's feeling good. Um, and I'm just really enjoying it. So it's, um, from this med spa and it's called Zio skin health by Obagi. So there is that Obagi line. And then I yeah, get this. That. Yeah. So this is the blue bottles. I mean, it's Zio skin health. And so it's sounded like a lot of steps really. You just wash exfoliate every other day, use the toning pad and then put on the moisturizer. Um, but I'm just really enjoying it. And I don't know, I just feel kind of like grown up and mature to be like, I'm using like high quality skincare. And it really, the whole kit was like, before the discount was like 125 bucks and it's all the stuff and it's supposed to last you like a month, month and a half. Uh, but I got like a pretty good discount. So who knows if I'll continue it, but I don't know. I just am feeling very adulting and feeling like, Hey, at least I'm doing that every day, you know? Yeah. Um, and then my self-care, it's kind of another favorite thing, my self-care this week, because I'm on a trip. I feel very out of my routine, but I'm just trying to live. So my other self-care thing this week is a, another favorite thing. And I texted Claire about it because that new skincare I'm doing, the moisturizer that comes with it doesn't have SPF in it. And I have to wear my SPS every, SPF every day. So I purchased by Supergoop their glow screen. They have their unseen sunscreen, which is like a cult favorite. It's like that clear sunscreen you can put on over your moisturizer. I bought the glow screen. It's a SPF, a makeup primer, and it has glow in it. So it's perfect for under makeup because it just like adds this like glisten layer under your makeup. I have had it for probably a week now, used it every day. I love this product so much. I am now obsessed with it. And no, even if I don't continue using the skincare line, I will continue using glow screen. I just, I love it. It feels so good going on. The glow it gives is so nice, such a good primer. And then I'm just like, what a fun way to put on SPF. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it too. It's my favorite of all their products. I've tried, I've used the unseen sunscreen and they've got the play and then that, but yeah, I love it. And it, I found it lasts a long time. Like it a little bit goes a long way and there's a good amount in that bottle that you can use for a while. And, uh, and yeah, it gives you a little bit of like a, a tan, a bronze dish. Look, if you're as pale as me, I don't know. <laughs> it might not be as effective on you because you just have a little bit darker skin tone, but every time I put it on, I was like, I'm glowing and tan. Okay. What is this sorcery? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, so nice. I didn't know because sometimes I feel like glowy products or primers. I'm always afraid they're going to make me look too dewy or kind of oily. This doesn't do that at all. And I was very pleasantly surprised. So I'm all about the skincare this week, but yeah, just some products I'm really enjoying and guys, you know, it's worth it to take if you're out there and think, eh, what does it matter? It just feels so good to take care of yourself. Even something as simple as your skin, it just feels good. Um, so invest in the organ. It's not simple. It's important. It is important, you know? And so that's just, what's going on with me. Self-care favorite this week. Um, well, I'll start with a skin related, um, I don't know if it's my favorite thing or self-care. I guess we'll say this is self-care. I got to be honest, couldn't think of anything self-care related, but I like that we do this week after week because it's a good exercise. It's kind of like making you focus on like three positive things that happened today, that type yeah, of exercise. Totally. Yeah. Like, okay, what am I doing in my life that I'm enjoying? What am I doing that makes me feel good? And so I really had to sit down and um, think about it. Um, and one is I've started using bio oil on my arms. I have quite a few scars on my arms that I really hate, um, from the oven. I worked in a coffee shop and a bakery for a long time. Um, I don't know. I've, I've got like a lot of scars on, especially my left arm and I hate it. And I feel like people notice it. And when I get, um, a little tan or a sunburn or anything, it gets worse. And like, there's three spots right now that, 
uh, I really don't like. Um, but I got some bio oil, which is like a vitamin E oil and it's already helped them fade a little bit. And so, oh my gosh, yes. And I'm really glad because I've been thinking about doing it, but it's one of those stupid things where I'm like, I don't need to spend the money on that right now. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it was like $12. Okay. But for some reason I had chosen in my life that I couldn't spend that $12. So anyway, I finally bit the bullet. I've been using it for like maybe two weeks now, and I'm already seeing a little bit of a change and it makes me very happy. And hopefully my scars will begin to fade. That's Um, awesome. Okay. No, I have had that same thing in like the, in a list on my Amazon account forever because someone recommended it. I think my sister-in-law who's a nurse recommended it to help with scars forever ago. And same thing. I was like, it is $8 though. Do I really need to buy it? What the heck? I know. Well, and I like, it makes it truly makes me so unhappy to see these scars on my arm that I'm like, just do it Claire. And I'm glad I am Um, doing the bio oil twice a day. Um, And then I think I had mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I've been letting my hair air dry a lot. And then like, I stopped doing that. And now it's gotten so damn hot here that you literally plugging in any type of hot air tool, like a hairdryer or a flat iron, um, yeah. is pretty much out of the question. Like and so, yeah, just because like, I sweat a lot when I dry my hair anyway. And then if it's 105 degrees outside, it's just the point. Right. And so I found a new technique from TikTok that's really been making my hair do even better when I air dry it. And it looks kind of insane right now, but for all of my kind of like wavy, weird textured hair gals out there, maybe this will help you. So I I shampoo and condition it in the shower. And then I put on my little, I do one of those little microfiber hair turban wraps. once I get out, I keep it up in there for a little bit. Then I put in a leave-in conditioner and then I turn my head upside down and take that microfiber towel again. And I use that microfiber towel and I do the scrunching motion all over my head for like a couple minutes. And Mm -hmm. that changes everything. It's that microfiber towel with the, the leave-in conditioner already in. And then I continue to let it air dry usually overnight. And then the next day I just put like a hair oil in my hair and, um, kind of just mess with it a little bit and it's good to go. And it's been working out really well. It's been really voluminous and it doesn't get oily. And I don't know, it's been working out really well for me. And I'm so glad because again, it's just been too hot and I have a lot of hair. It's just like, it takes forever for it to dry. And Mm -hmm. I'm happy to not have to add any extra heat to my situation right now. But your hair, like even right now, it looks like wavy and like very, yeah, it so looks good. It's been good. Also, uh, I don't like want to breathe this much life into it because I'm scared. I think I'm losing my hair. So I don't know what's going on. I've been losing a lot of hair lately, like a lot. I don't know if I'm shedding cause it's hot or what, mm-hmm. but it's been like at an alarming rate where I'm like, um, maybe you're I'm- like a dog and you're losing like your winter coat. I hope because I'm not prepared to go bald. You guys, I'm just going to say it. I'm not prepared, <laughs> but Either way, I'm sure you're not. I go through your bio can. I use so much hair in every shower. I'm like, how do I have any hair on my head? Like, I don't understand. 
it scares me, but that's, that's my hair situation right now. So that's that Jacqueline, your turn. Um, so my favorite thing of the week is, um, so I'm getting a sister-in-law, my, one of my younger brothers got engaged. Um, so it's been almost a week. Yeah. I think we, we got excited. really excited. Do they know when they're going to get married? They don't, they don't know. They're like, not like immediately planning anything, but, um, it was so cute because, um, the weekend that my, like all of my family was in town, like the, like a week or two prior to that, my brother had called me and was just like, you know, like I had known that this was going to happen, but I knew he was like, yeah, it's going to happen. Like within the next couple of months, like, you know, several months before that. And, um, he had called me like before my family was going to be in town. It was like, Oh my God. He was like, I finally got the ring, but it was like missing a diamond, like on the side. So he was like having a full blown panic attack about oh my like, this ring. Oh and my he God. Was like, he was like, I don't know what to do. And he was like, do I like send it back or do I just take it to a store? And I was like, we'll just take it. It's like one of the locals, like their location, see what they can do. If they can fix it, you know, whatever. Anyways. So it was so cute because then he like, um, got it back, like right before the family weekend down here. And he like, he knew how he was going to do it. He was going to wait until the following week when they got home. But then, um, the whole weekend he was like secretly telling like everyone like in the family. And it was so funny because then like on Sunday morning, um, my brother and his now fiance were like staying here and we were like eating breakfast and we were talking and she was like to him was like, what were you saying to like so-and-so? And I was like, that's so weird. Like, what would you even be saying to them? And and my brother was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, obviously in the moment, the both of us were like, oh my God, shit, shit, shit. Like, like just like, I love like, it. Um, and I was like, I don't know. He did kind of have a lot to drink. Like we were just trying to like play it down. Yeah. Because that was like the only point she caught on. So then when he finally proposed and then she like face, she FaceTimed me and, um, it was so cute. And the day of, it was so funny because the day of, um, he had planned like dinner with her family. And so she thought that the dinner with her family was happening at like top golf. And then, so he was like working from home that day and she was like, okay, I'm going to come home and change and then we'll go. So when she was going to change, that's when he was going to like propose. Well, she's like about to leave work and she goes, oh, actually I'm going to go get a drink with my coworker. So I'll be home in like an hour. And Tom was like at home, like, ah, (laughs) he was like, I can't tell her no. But anyway, well, it, it all really, worked out. Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. really, it was really cute. And when she like FaceTimed me, she was like, I can't believe it. And blah, blah. It was, it was really sweet. She had no idea. And they've been dating for a while. So I think she knew it was like coming, but she didn't know exactly like when. And I, you know, that was like the whole point of my brother where he was just like, I just like really want to catch her off guard. And like, so yeah, it was very cute. I'm very excited about it. And I've known her for years. So it's, she's already a part of the family, but I'm just very excited to have her like officially. officially. Good. That is very exciting. Yeah. That is so exciting. And I'm, yeah, yeah, you'll be involved in all the stuff, I'm sure. And it'll just be a very exciting season. 
Yes, exactly. Well, and then my self-care of the week is, I mean, we talked about this at um, length at the beginning of the podcast, but just like a uh, post vacation come down. So it's like face masks and under eye masks and just like drinking a lot of water. And I don't, I don't know, just that whole self-care thing. Um, yes. Thinking a green juice. Handling yourself with care. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sleeping a lot and yeah, just reminding myself that it'll all be okay. And that I will be okay. And that it's okay to also go on vacation. <laughs> yes. It's okay. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything wrong so, at all. Yeah. yeah stuff clear. Nothing bad is going to happen. Exactly. Well, that's my self-care of the week. Excellent. Wonderful. We've done it again. We've done it again. Another episode. We hope that we inspired you, made you think about some stuff, made you laugh. We just appreciate you hanging out with us and listening. Absolutely. Thank you to Relics Bridal. Yes. Thank you to Relics Bridal, our title sponsor. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Follow us on social media. You can look us all up, search the A block, but you can find us all under the bio as well. Um, interact with us. Yes. Let us know what's up. How do you walk the line between being a fully insane person and a little healthy? <laughs> Let us know. We'd love, we'd, we'll take any tips we can get. What, yeah, please what tell us. We're best, dying to know. What's your best vacation come down? What is your, the way you go on vacation? What's your vibe? Report back. We would love to share, honestly. Yes, please. Love it, love it. The more information everyone has, the merrier. That's right. Take care of yourself. That's good. Take care of yourself. All right. Love you both. Love all of you. Till next week. is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and 
Vermont, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 